Yes, was cracking lovely people. This is a Big Feed Up HQ podcast. Thank you for downloading and welcome along. I'm your host, Matt Gardner, and I'm a nutritional therapist by trade. This podcast focuses on nutrition, movement, outdoor experiences, and I have over 100 episodes so far. We're supported by 33 Fuel, who produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. And you can, t- you can gain 10% off with Matt10 at checkout. The link to 33 Fuel's website is in the show notes. And if you delve in, they split their products into four different sections. Before sport is their prepare section. During sport, their energy and hydration section. After sport, their protein and recovery section and their foundation section, which has their greens powder. They call it their health section. Jumping into the foundation section, you'll find the ultimate greens powder made up of wheatgrass, protein, pea, cinnamon, barley grass, corella, spinach, spirulina, kale and broccoli. During sport, you'll find their chia seed energy gels made up of chia seeds, palm sugar, vanilla, helimin... (laughs) Himalayan pink sea salt. God, get it out. Come on, MG. After sport, you'll find the protein powder made up of pea protein, coconut sugar, raw cacao, banana, rice protein, sunflower protein. Right. Done. We're in. Okay. let's get to it. Today's guest is Grace Hatton. Now, Grace has been on the show before and she is a frontline doctor in A&E at King's in London. Grace has a research background as a pharmacist in drug development and uh, delivery and clinical trials and also has experience working in liver transplant medicine. Now, if you want more information on on Grace and and on her background and, and what she does, then listen to episode one with her and it's in the show notes. This episode is going to focus on the frontline cookbook, lovely people. So let's get into things. Without any further ado, here's Grace. Grace, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Matt. No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant having you back on. And um, I'm really looking forward to getting into this. So is this is this drum roll day one? Uh, it is drumroll day one, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I say drumroll day one. I was up till like one a.m. kind of emailing <laughs> last minute bits and pieces. Um, but yeah, as of this morning, it, it, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's all gone live. So um, yeah, exciting day, busy day. Brilliant. So let's hear, you know, let's hear how this started because I know we we spoke at the beginning of lockdown when you first came on the show. Obviously, we you know know each other and and spoke offline tons. You had a good chat with me, which people can obviously listen to. So dive back on there if you want more background. And then obviously you 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 and I spoke a little bit offline about the cookbook, and and then it was probably you know was it just an idea on a bit of paper, or is it something you've you've kind of planned for a while, and then it's obviously snowboard, and now it's out, and people can buy it. How does it work? So it sort of started as an idea um, back in April, to be honest. So this was um, peak lockdown, and. I think it was when everybody really got into home cooking and, um, you know, everyone was baking banana bread. Um, I certainly was. And I'd had a friend of mine. So my, my boyfriend's a lawyer and one of his friends last Christmas had done something similar in aid of Save the Children, whereby he'd got all of his um, barristers and solicitor friends to contribute a recipe for a cookbook um, that they then sold within um, Grey's Inn, which is uh, an inner court in London. Um, and all the proceeds from that went to save the children. So I had a quick word with him because I thought actually maybe doing something similar for the NHS, whilst people are sort of stuck at home, don't really have a choice but to do, um, you know, sort of a lot of home baking and home cooking, unless you've got access to Deliveroo. Um, I've had a chat with him about how he did it. 
and just kind of flesh the idea out from there, really. And um, I'm part of a program within the NHS called the uh, NHS Clinical Entrepreneurs Program. So I've got a, a network of um, entrepreneurial medics who I'm already in touch with and kind of ran past the idea um, with them as well as to whether they'd want to contribute recipes and we could compile a cookbook remotely. In lockdown, um, I bring it all together and then get everyone else to do all the, the busy work for me, so do all the writing uh, and send me their recipes with a little bit of bio, so about who they are, send in a photo of themselves um, and a photo of their recipe. And it just kind of grew from there, really, and everyone that I spoke to was really enthusiastic about it. We got a lot of submissions quite quickly, had to chase a few more at the end, and then it's sort of been growing from there, really, since about end of May time um, and developing it over the past sort of four to six weeks and uh yeah now it's now it's live and ready for you to download so do you want me to talk a little bit about how it works Matt or are you gonna you're gonna do that for me <laughs> yeah I'd love to hear that and I think the brilliant thing is um everyone that's contributed obviously you can you can explain a little bit more they're recipes that um they they use and and they make and they eat um you know not on a daily basis but that's that's what I love about it you asked obviously people that are working hard for earning a living and then obviously these are the the meals that might be uh bringing them fuel you know bringing them comfort um allowing them to just get their creative juices flowing after a shift or something like that so that's why i think it's fantastic as well because obviously there's so many cookbooks and 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 recipes and everything out there um but this is obviously something a little bit different because i think we can all, we can all engage with it because it's just normal people making you know, brilliant food that means a lot to them, I think, really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I should say, so briefly, the way it works is it's an it's an ebook um, of just over, I think, 40 recipes, possibly a few more at the last count. Um, I proofread it far too many times. And as you can tell, I'm a bit frazzled with it being released. Today. Um, and the idea being that you go to our website, which is www.thefrontlinecookbook.com. That takes you to a donation link, which um, links directly with NHS Charities Together. And that is the charity which we are supporting with the ebook. Um, you make a donation to them. We're asking for a minimum donation of £6.99, but of course you are welcome to give more. And once you've made your donation and submitted your email address, you then receive the email with the download link to the e-cookbook. And so you can see that on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer, however you like to look at recipes. And you're absolutely right. All of the recipes, the, the, the sort of theme behind it was... Um, what sort of recipes would you make if you know you do like to do meal prep? I've got a lot of friends who are nurses and doctors and pharmacists who do all their meal prep on Sundays and then take meals with them throughout the week or freeze things. Um, just because if you're working long shifts, it's an easy way to kind of keep on top of things and make sure you're not always uh, dashing to the uh, vending machine or the canteen and your only choice is uh, a chocolate bar or um, the last sandwich that's there and looking quite sad and it's a uh, um, battered packet. Um, but likewise, um, interestingly enough that you should say that Matt, is that, you know, food that brings them comfort. And when I initially pitched the idea to all of my friends and everyone on um, the program that I emailed and people beyond that who'd shared the link, uh, I got so many dessert recipes back. It was untrue. And I actually had to go back and say, could you give me a savoury recipe instead? So it looks like everyone tends to go for um, the comfort food. I got, I got about six recipes for chocolate chip cookies. Um, so there's only one of those now in the book, at least. But uh, I thought that was quite amusing. And obviously, I've had the privilege of being able to read what everyone's written. So that's been that's been really fun for me and really lovely to see, um, you know, recipes. That obviously, yeah, as you say, people do make at home. They've shared it. They've nicked it from their girlfriend, from their wife. Um, David Knott, who um, is a renowned surgeon, author of War Doctor, um, 
you know, has done amazing things in war zones all over the world and is also based as a trauma and vascular surgeon in London and has contributed. But actually, it's his wife, Ellie's um, Sunday roast recipe, not his, which I thought was quite amusing, really. So that's in the book. Um, and one of my friends, Charlie, he's nicked his girlfriend's cookie recipe as well. And I, I'm not sure I'm not sure if she knows that, um, but I suppose she's, she might find out now. So there we go. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And look, you know, if you're going to do a 2.0 version, you could just have a chocolate chip cookie or any kind of flavoured cookie chapter. So you've got... I think we're just going to have a cookie chapter. You've got, yeah, you've got that in the arsenal. <laughs> oh, brilliant. And um, look, you know, we're, we're recording this thir- 13th of July, mi- middle of the day, because um, obviously it'll go out later. And look, I downloaded the, the book this morning, lovely people, and donated. And obviously we really hope you engage with this too. Um, but it, obviously it's it's not just a list of recipes. Like you said, you've got... You've got some information from from the person submitting it, like you said there with with the war doctor there. You know, incredible individuals that might not always take the time or have the time to to put pen to paper and give experiences and things. But also, it's visually it's fantastic. So you know, I'd love to know a bit about how you decided to put the artwork together or who who you know championed that. Um, was that you know was that something you you did or did you outsource that you know because it look it looks fantastic as a, as a brilliant document as well that you can download well thank you no that's really kind so i cannot take the credit for the artwork at all we have so an amazing friend of mine um, we've grown to be friends we bonded over the project um called taruz pasha she's a junior doctor based in london and she's credited in the book as well and you can um go to her website and instagram which is all kind of um cited on our social media she does watercolour paintings and illustrations in her spare time, though God knows where she finds her spare time, bless her. <laughs> and her, she's just phenomenally talented. And I found out about her through a friend who's also contributed to the book, so Dr Nathan Hudson-Peacock, who um, also goes by the moniker Expedition Doctor, um, if you find him on Instagram. And he's normally, you know, up in the mountains in Nepal or wandering through the Amazon desert, kind of leading expedition groups as a medic, and he's been grounded here since lockdown working in ITU and A&E in London and he suggested her as a an illustrator who could potentially design the cover so I got in touch with her she's volunteered her time she's um provided with us you know provided us with additional drawings and illustrations to make the cookbook look that much more attractive um she's done the logo and everything so she's been absolutely brilliant so all the credit goes to her really um and I think a lot of a lot of what she's done as well has also been commissioned by the Royal College of Surgeons. Um, they very kindly loaned us um, the illustration that she designed for the book cover uh, because it actually belongs to them as well. So she's a she's a popular lady. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, it's so good to hear. And obviously, that's why I wanted to get you on so we could get the nuts and bolts behind, you know, the book and, and tease things out. But I think it would be. You know, it's important to obviously mention also when people click buy, you know, they get this wonderful book. But it'll be great to obviously talk a bit about where the money's going. I know you guys have a target and, you know, numbers, numbers, obviously they rule the world and things. But you just want as many people to, to obviously hopefully get a positive experience if they purchase the book. But where, you know, where where would you really like this this money to go? Or is that something that's still to be considered? Or have you, you know, have you worked that out? Do you know specifically the, the kind of the kind of end point with with the, the pot at the end? So, so yeah, so I've been in touch with um, a wonderful guy called um, Amit Agarwal, who sort of leads a lot of the um, charity work and fundraising and project collaboration at NHS Charities together. And I've had quite a few discussions with him about, you know, how the money would be utilised and where it would go. And the wonderful thing about NHS Charities together is the work that they do. It's not just limited to one aspect of the NHS, you know, it 
the funds that they get serve patients uh, as well as staff. It buys equipment, it supports infrastructure, it supports training of healthcare staff, um, welfare resources. Um, I, I suppose in, in you know the past fortnight, one thing that's been a really hot topic is uh, um, you know free parking for NHS staff. And so, you know, you know, this sort of money is the sort of thing that I, you know, I feel that as a sort of conglomerate of charities, which is essentially what they are, they can look into things like, you know, potentially addressing that. I'm not saying that's exactly where the money's going to go, mm. um, but they have a long-standing infrastructure that was established even before COVID-19 hit. Um, you know, this is something they've been doing for years, um, and they do donate a lot of money to NHS trusts, um, but also, you know, the world beyond the trusts, so not just the immediate hospitals. Um, the organisations that support the NHS and keep those hospitals running, keep primary and secondary care services running, community services. Um, so it's it's something that it's essentially there's the, it's never not going to be a good cause. Mm. Um, obviously, once we've we do have a fundraising target, um, which is tentatively thirty thousand pounds. So if people, as I mentioned, do want to donate more than the uh, token six ninety nine, go for it. Um, you know, but that that's not necessarily um, a hard and fast figure. If we raise more than that, wonderful. But even so, every penny counts. And um, you know, as I say, from from my discussions with Amit, um, we'll obviously be told, you know, once this money's raised, where it's going to go, how it's going to be used, and then you know, hopefully, we can feed that back to everyone that's bought the book. And as you say, Matt, with uh, we were just talking before about getting a version two out as well, because mm. we've got more interest and more people want to add recipes to it, which is wonderful. Um, so hopefully, we can continue to update people um as as and when um we see where the project goes yeah 100 percent. and if you're listening to this you know email the the link to the website to friends um talk about it you know word of mouth is obviously still king um people always forget that you know just shout it down the street if you can um and then obviously social media you know how how hard is it to just follow um i'll get the tag correctly i think is it frontline frontline cookbook on instagram and twitter and uh, yeah, Facebook. so it's Frontline Cookbook on Instagram, um, and then for Twitter it's Frontline Cook, um, and we're also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash um, Frontline Cookbook. Yeah, and look, that's so simple just to click share um, and, and send it on to a few people. You know, I took, what, five minutes this morning just emailing probably 20 of close friends and family and then and then a few other people that I know that have larger audiences than myself that I think would be, you know, really worthwhile seeing this. And it's, like you said, it's it's... It's only going to be a good thing engaging with this lovely people. I think one of the reasons why I started the podcast, I always harper on about this. So if you've heard it tons of times, then, you know, sorry, you're going to have to listen to it again. You know, it's just about connecting with people, not just around food, but just experiences and just having a good conversation so we can kind of tease, uh, you know, a few other things out because there's so much noise, there's so much out there and people probably do get decision fatigue. You know, what can I do? How can I help? You know, the clapping's been brilliant obviously people donating and people looking after uh, staff members and things with with food with with you know obviously just being really polite and when they see them you know so many things and this is just another extension on this like you said it's all big picture stuff and the money will be used um so i you know i think it's absolutely fantastic um great so i think if we got you on the call it'd be brilliant to hear a little bit about your recipe and 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 why you put it in because obviously <laughs> people can go through everyone else's you're the only person that's asked about this apart from my boyfriend because he's quite bitter about the fact i've yet to make it for him um, all right so it was only when he was uh, i got him proofreading the book the other day and he was like you've never made this for me so i'm in trouble and i think i'm gonna have to make it for him this weekend just to kind of 
um, <laughs> keep him sweet, literally. Um, so yeah, so the the recipe I've actually contributed because I sort of felt like I had to. Um, it's banana and blueberry French toast, and this used to be something that I'd make either before a night shift. Um, so it was sort of like my breakfast as dinner because you wake up at a funny time on a night shift. Um, as many of your listeners might actually know, the shift workers as well. So uh, you tend to sort of try and sleep during the day and you wake up at like five, six o'clock in the evening and your shift starts around about eight in the evening, but you're completely disorientated. So I tend to try and have a meal in the evening, but which is more breakfast themed. And this is sort of my comfort food really. So it's, um, it's a recipe that I first tried in America actually, and then tried to recreate at home. Um, and it's been a favorite of mine for gosh, about 15 years now. Um, but it's, it's also a really good sort of slow, easy weekend breakfast brunch type recipe, um, which is just really easy. I mean, everyone's usually got a loaf of bread at home. You've probably got an old battered banana or if you keep frozen fruit in your freezer, then you can Mm. use that as well. Um, bit of sugar, bit of egg, bit of milk, hopefully all kind of ingredients that people should have at home anyway. And again, touching what you said before, Matt, you know, these are recipes that people cook at home and bring comfort and it's usually what you'd have you know when you get in after a long shift or what you take with you or maybe what you want to cook with friends when you do get the time um, off shift or on your days off um ideally with just ingredients that people will have at home anyway nothing too fancy um though giles morrison who is a is an amazing amazing chap who's contributed a pizza recipe um has, has, has decided to list alternatives to his ingredients so you can either use normal bread flour which is strong bread flour for pizza or you can use a specific brand of italian zero zero bread flour that he managed to find in his local deli and there's just you know flagged that to everyone so brilliant um there are sort of substitutes that are mentioned in the um book as well if you don't necessarily have all the ingredients yeah um Fab. Yeah, i hope mine's a pretty simple recipe i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it's pretty basic yeah and it's early on in lovely people it's the first few in isn't it yours yours is in there i remember flicking through this morning so oh that's yeah. awesome if um if your brain's not too melted after going through it, obviously all last <laughs> night and then speaking to me this morning, like last minute, you know, what were, if I asked you a couple of questions on your spot, what, you know, what was a surprising recipe to you? Like someone contributed and you thought, ah, oh, it's a bit left field. And then, and then the other one would be, you know, when you saw uh, the, the full list of recipes, which one did you think, oh, you know, I'm definitely going to make that one first. So the most surprising and then, and then the kind of, I can't wait to literally make that as soon as possible. It sounds delicious. Ah, that's a good point, actually. It's most surprising. Um, I think, to be honest, so I I think I mentioned this in my last pod, I can't remember. Um, I did a diploma uh, last year um, at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine in tropical medicine. So again, that was quite topical with the onset of COVID only a few months later. And one of the professors on my course, Professor Dave Moore, who is just one of the best human beings I've ever met. He's an absolute gem and he's an infectious diseases consultant who's been working throughout the pandemic. Um, I sort of emailed him on a whim to see if he wanted to submit as a recipe. And he sent in, I think I was, I don't know what I was expecting from him, but he said, oh, I'll send you in two recipes. And one of them was for a honeycomb ice cream recipe. And the other was for a crab apple and chili jam recipe. And I've never in my life thought to make um, crab apple and chili jam. And I'm not, I think I've made jam once in my life. And I remember just reading the recipe and he'd he'd given me this really thorough step-by-step recipe. I suppose I just wasn't expecting it. Mm. Um, So that was a really delightful surprise, to be honest. Um, And so, yeah, I think, I think that that one, that one really kind of um, won me over, bless him. Uh, It's a really good recipe. Um, The one I'd like to make, um, I'm a sucker for risotto. Um, I love a risotto recipe and we've got two in the book. 
Um, one is by a good friend of mine, Connor Thompson, who's a pharmacist at the hospital I work in. Um, and the other is Dr. Zeshran Qureshi's fennel pear and asparagus risotto, which I have yet to make, but looks absolutely delicious. Uh, and he works in paediatric intensive care and has actually been involved in shaping a lot of the research that informs government policy on uh, COVID-19. So I, gosh knows how he had the time to kind of write this all to me and submit it. I think he turned it around in about 24 hours as well with photos. Um, so he's, he's an absolute superstar. But yeah, so I think either of those, um, definitely looking at the list, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd have a crack at that cracking oh that's fantastic yeah the chili jam 100 percent um you know that's uh that is a winner big flavor bombs as well i'm not going to say yeah. I, I make it myself but there's a few people around me that definitely do and and yeah well welcome addition and then also just um what's what's the other type that i had recently that didn't have the chili in it um was it oh, was it crab apple jelly something like that anyway it it goes it goes down great meat veg whatever lovely people it's it's it's, it's, it's yeah. and people don't think about condiments so i think it's good that you brought that out because um you know main meals brilliant risotto um you've got your delicious breakfast slash dinner french toast which will be obviously really energy dense and tasty and then um you know you've got some of those things on the side too so look it's absolutely brilliant i know you've got a bit of a busy afternoon so before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to say that you'd like to make people aware of? Everything will go in the show notes, lovely people. Listen to episode one if you want a bit more on Grace, if you find her, you know, really interesting with some of the things she's doing. We, we obviously spent a lot of time teasing out your background and, and, and your, your research interests and, and obviously what you do on a day-to-day basis. So, um, yeah. Um, I think you've touched on everything, Matt. So thank you for... Um for having me back on, I'm really grateful and it's been, it's been, it's always a pleasure. Um, I suppose one thing to add is if, you know, if you've already got a copy, you can always gift a copy to someone else. You just put their email address um, in the donation link and it'll go to them and you can donate on their behalf. But yeah, just as, as Matt said, please just uh, share, spread the word. Um, every penny counts, um, every donation counts. It's all in support of a great cause. Uh, it's been an absolutely fantastic project to work on. It's come together amazingly. I absolutely can't take the credit for it at all. It's, you know, individual efforts and then team efforts as much as anything. So, and uh, Teresa's amazing illustrations as well, which you, sh- you should buy the book alone for that because they're great. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and thanks thanks again for having me on that. Really appreciate it. No, brilliant. I, you know, I agree with everything you said. It's so good to get you on last minute on a busy day to talk um, through everything. So um, lovely people, thanks, you know, look, please go into the show notes um follow gifting it's a great idea as well that's lovely just being able to send someone a quick email with a brilliant cookbook in it like that is a it's a great idea so no definitely look share the show with someone if you like it lovely people engage with all of the content and um you know look grace is really easy to um to chat to as well obviously you know we we kind of got to know each other a bit over social media to begin with and then you know obviously chat on these podcasts and stuff so um you know when when you reach out to these people too even though they are busy you know it's really worthwhile saying well done and thanks and all that kind of stuff so she's all she's always dotted about on instagram doing bits and bobs so definitely give her a follow as well so nice one have a great week enjoy the cookbook spread the word and we'll speak soon